You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, good stuff from Joe DeMay. Always good to go through this Met Farm system and learn about the guys that may be helping us down the road. Now, one thing you heard they don't have a lot of high end starting pitchers that are going to help this team soon. And I've laid this point out to Pete, and I think it's become clearer now with DeGrom gone, that the Met formula over the next, I'd say, three to five years is going to be to build around this core offense that they have. Lindor is going to be here for a while. Alonzo and McNeil, I hope, will be here for a while. Um, Francisco Alvarez coming up, Brett Beatty coming up. We'll see about Ronnie Mauricio. We'll see about Alex Ramirez. We'll see about even keeping Brandon Nimmo. But they have a core of offensive players they can build around. And really, they've got to rebuild their rotation every few years. You've got Max Scherzer signed for two more years. You've got Carlos Carrasco for one more year. You can almost every couple of years spend big on starting pitching. And so that's why I lean, a few reasons why I lean Verlander over Radon, but that's one of them. If you can get Verlander on a huge money two-year deal, you are committing the next two years to hoping that Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander can stay healthy. There's a lot of risk to that. I acknowledge it. But Justin Verlander throughout his major league career has always been healthy. Last year, he missed about four or five starts in a year coming back from Tommy John surgery. Obviously, didn't pitch in 21, didn't pitch in 20 because of Tommy John surgery. But prior to that, Justin Verlander would make 33, 34 starts every year. So the hope is, and I get it, there's concern around this because he's 40, but the hope is Justin Verlander goes out and makes you 27, between 27 and 32 starts, and you're only committing to two years. If you sign Carlos Radon, you're committing to probably five. And look, the intriguing part of Radon is how good he was last year, a lefty coming into his own in his early 30s, late 20s. But last year was also the first year of his career in which he was healthy. So think about this. Even though he's a decade younger than Verlander, 10 years younger, I acknowledge that. Can you really be that more confident in his ability to stay healthy compared to Verlander? And the appealing part of Verlander is that it's a short-term deal. Cody Senga is not going to be a short-term deal, but what I like about him is is the unknown, the upside of maybe he's going to be even better than we think. His numbers in Japan are outstanding. Giving Chris Bassett a four-year deal to me, no thank you. 
Jamison Tyone. If I'm viewing Jamison Tyone as a replacement for Taiwan Walker, fine. But if I'm replacing him or I'm using him to replace Chris Bassett, that's when I have an issue. So right now, I look at Verlander-Senga combo as the thing that would most please me. Making a trade's a turnoff because I got to give up a lot of those prospects Joe DeMeo just talked about. Rewind if you missed it. So I look at Verlander and Senga as my top two. Now, a couple of things to keep in mind. Shohei Otani is a free agent at the end of the year. I want to make something very clear. I do not expect the New York Mets to trade for Otani this offseason. In fact, I think it's a 0% chance of happening. The Angels are clearly going to try to win next year. They went out and signed Tyler Anderson. They're going for it. Will they trade him at the deadline? Absolutely on the table. Let's see how bad they are. But I view Otani as an option in free agency. Otani is one of the many, because there's actually a handful of really good starting pitchers available next year. Hence, why the short-term deal is preferable with a guy like Verlander. I'll give you some of the names real quick. Shohei Otani, Luis Severino, Yu Darvish, Julio Urias, Aaron Nola, Lucas Giolito. Not bad. Now, year after that, that's the year where Scherzer and Verlander are probably gone. In all likelihood, Verlander is going to be 42 or 41, whatever. Scherzer is going to be pushing 40. Garrett Cole has a player option. He could be a free agent. I know that's unrealistic. I'm just mentioning it. Max Freed. That's who I want. I want to inflict pain on the Atlanta Braves. Max Freed's one of my top targets. You know who else is a free agent after 2025? Zach Wheeler's a free agent. Right that wrong. Tyler Glass now. Let's see what he looks like healthy. And the two guys in Milwaukee, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Shane Bieber. That's why Verlander, to me, is preferable over Radon because I'm looking at it as a two-year plan. I'm nervous about com- uh, about committing to Radon for five years. Now, if they add him, do I think that's a good move in the short term compared to the other options? Yeah, if he could build off last year. But I think that the Met best plan at starting pitching for the next couple of years is what I'm laying out. You commit to Scherzer and Verlander as your top two guys for a handful of years and then look at the options as the years go on. And the Mets commit big money to top of the rotation starting pitchers while in the meantime, you hope David Peterson develops. You hope Tyler McGill develops and you hope some of those starting pitchers we talked about in the pod with Joe DeMeo also arrive. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 
So that'd be my plan with the starters. Do you agree with that plan, by the way, Hoff? Does that make sense to you? Are you in uh, lockstep or are you it, an idiot? Uh, I mean, I think you're an idiot for a lot of other things, but no, not this. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, no, I think this makes the most sense. And by the way, uh, I don't want to do it because I'm not really sure, but do you trust Carlos Bayerga as a source? Oh, God. What is Carlos Bayerga reporting? It, it, he put it out in Spanish on Instagram, but in translation, the Mets and the and Justin Verlander are close to a two-year deal with a third-year mutual option. Yeah, look, I, I've said this to you before. I have always expected Verlander to be the backup plan, and I've said it many times. It always made sense as a backup plan, so that would not surprise me. And it is, you know, as much as... I preferred DeGrom, and I don't want to have to do this every time we talk about it because I preferred DeGrom. I do think Verlander makes the most sense. I like the idea of the short-term, the flexibility in two years, and the possibilities. I mean, Justin Verlander had a great year last year. There's no question. He had an amazing season. It is a little nerve-wracking that you're going to rely on two older guys to lead your rotation, but I do think it's their best option. We'll do a, a few pods throughout the winter meetings because obviously a lot of stuff is going to go down. So expect maybe an extra Rico. You never know. I, I do, though, just to get back to what you're saying, I do like the idea of just these one-off pitchers, very short-term deals, because if you think about the level of success for the Mets in 2022, it was based off of Bassett, based off of Tywon Walker, um, and those two had these free agent opt-outs. So it, it made sense that they were fighting for a lot of money this offseason. So I, I like that rather than committing. And I, I, the only thing I would say is if you could find someone that you could trade, and I know that Alcantara is not available and he's been made unavailable. He's They're not trading him. Okay, fine. But if you could find someone like that to trade for cheap, I, that's the only other route I'd go because I do feel that they need some help and depth in this uh, pitching. It won't be for cheap, though. That's the thing you got to remind yourself. Uh, there yeah, there was know. an email I got of someone suggesting taking Yelich's contract as a way to get Corbin Burns for nothing. <laughs> that Hey, we'll take back this awful. And look, I'm all in favor of using money as a weapon. I doubt, though, that the Brewers would do that. I don't think they would ever want to just give away Corbin Burns. Real quick, we have to stop. And I'm going to say this to Beningo when we do our Saturday show together. He's got to stop blaming the writers, the MLB writers. Because when it was Hall of Fame players, when it was historians, when it was a general manager and an owner, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Albert Bell still didn't even come close. Didn't even come close. And Fred McGriff, who was a very nice player, I don't mean to to rip Fred to me. I'm a hard marker for the Hall of Fame. I don't put him in the Hall of Fame, but he had a very solid career. Was unanimous in the contemporary ballot and so it shows you it's not just writers that vote based on who they like as humans and who they don't like as humans albert bell got basically no votes (laughs) the steroid guys different story so you can change the voters yet the results remain the same crazy to me um I'm not mad about Fred McGriff getting in. I was mad about Harold Baines getting in. I'm not mad about Fred McGriff getting in. I just don't fully agree with it. And now I start to question if Bonds and Clemens ever get in. I always thought there was an eventuality with that. They would eventually get in. But now when you've got Hall of Famers on the ballot or Hall of Famers voting and they still got basically no votes, 
yeah, I guess they'll never see the Hall of Fame. Same with Kurt Schelling, which is crazy to me. To me, that ballot featured four Hall of Famers. It featured Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Albert Bell, and Kurt Schilling. And none of them got in, and it wasn't even close. All right, we will definitely have a couple of Ricos during the winter meetings. So no planned Ricos. No, we're going to break down this from Met history or that from Met history. It's going to be news. It's going to be reaction. It's going to be all the stuff you want. Anyhow, we appreciate you listening. You can email the podcast anytime you want, therecob at gmail.com. Craig and I all week at 2 o'clock on the fan. I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about this. Same with Pete as he'll be producing Tiki and Tierney. Thank you for listening to Rico Bronya. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronya podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times. 